and welcome everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. The show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And of course, I'm not alone. I am joined once again by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. What's going on, all you lovely people? I'm glad you're still sticking here with us. And let's get right to it. All right. And of course, uh, before we get into today's episode today, of course, got to let you know that uh, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com. Check us out on social media. We're on Facebook. Check, uh, you look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And today, oh man, Go Go Gadget Podcast. That's right, folks. Today we're looking at an episode of Inspector Gadget. Oh, dude, that theme song. Hell yeah, dude. I used to love me some Inspector Gadget back in the day. Oh, dude, this show. Man, I forgot just how... I, I don't want to say stupid the man is, but... He is certainly <laughs> naive and aloof. He's stupid. Dude. He's a damn moron. That man pays no attention for someone who's supposed to be, you know, this world-class detective. Yeah, he does not. At all. Oh, dude. And then he criticizes everyone else. Oh, dude. dude. It's ridiculous. Uh, of course, Inspector Gadget, wow. uh, voiced by the late great uh, Don Adams. From, oh yeah. Uh, Get smart. Who? That's a that's a blast from the past series. <laughs> oh man! So this, uh, so we are looking at the episode entitled "Dry Spell." And the episode starts out pretty quickly. We're at the home of Inspector Gadget and Penny and Brain and... Well, it's damn hot outside. Yes, it is. They're having a Florida day. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yo, like... Penny goes to the sink to get some water for Brain's bowl. And it is like a puff cloud. Yeah, it's just... Nothing. Yep. Yeah, poor brain is suffering, man. So it's hot. There's a heat wave. And they're also suffering a drought in the city now. Oh, yeah. Good old metro city. And the news comes on. It's like, yes, please conserve water. (laughs) Penny's like, oh, well, hey, we've got some bottles of water in the fridge. Oh, man. Nope, they are gone. Yep. But where could they be? Oh, this part this part actually upset me. I'm like Bro. I'm starting to remember how absent minded this man is. Yes, yeah, so in walks uh our title character, Inspector Gadget, and he's just used the reserve water to wash the gadget van. Yeah. Cause, you know, the it van was has that the image important to, to wash the van. And he literally said that's why he washed the van. is because he has an image to maintain. 
<laughs> Some, so this dude is like absent-minded and he is just oh he's a vain, vain asshole as hell yeah dude seriously oh no the memories are coming back so they decide all right let's try going down to the old swimming hole Well, this plan doesn't go very well either. Mm-mm. So they get down to the, the lake, whatever it is, and Gadget just jumps right into it. And bro, what was yeah. up with that attire? <laughs> I don't know, man. Bro, he looked like he it's like was... like he stripped down to his skivvies and shirt or some shit. That was like a man. That was like a men's swimsuit from like the thirties. Yeah. Yeah. No, he jumps in and it is like straight mud. Yeah, he took a mud bath. It's like yep. So yes, our heat wave and our drought has struck again. Even this, even the swimming hole is dried. <laughs> so they're like, all right, well. Let's go get some ice cream. Yep. Oh, dude. And once again, next scene, bro. So they get to the ice cream shop. There's like one ice cream bar left in the whole store. And it's on the, is it on the floor or is it in that thing? No, it's in the thing. Okay. Cause at first it looked like it was on the floor. I'm like, they're fighting over an ice cream on the floor. No, it's like at the bottom of the case. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, dude, like, he buys it, and then, like, all these people that were lying behind him just start throwing money at him. It's like, I'll take it for 50! Dude, man, he could have raked in some cash. He really could have. Okay, but, okay, so this next part is a little saddening. So he goes to give Penny the ice cream bar. And it literally just melts off the stick as he's handing Bruh. it to her. Yeah, it was bad. It's like, oh, oh, that's sad. It's that hot. But we get our first indication that maybe this heat wave isn't all it's cracked up to be. As um, Chief Quimby arrives. Ah, uh, Chief Quimby. He contacts Gadget. I forgot about the gadget phone. <laughs> I forgot, like, the receiver was in his hand. Yeah, and he just basically does, he does the hand gestures, like, oh, hello. Yeah, it's like, the the mouth part is, like, in his pinky finger, and a small antenna extends from his thumb. <laughs> Bro. Oh, Dude's got, like, the... Dude's got, like, the iPhone 47 in, like, 1983. Pretty much. It's like, that's just, like, the next iPhone. They're just gonna, like, implant it in your hand. <laughs> just pull the... Just, yeah, just pull the, the thing out of your thumb and get better reception. <laughs> yeah, so Gadget has given his mission... Uh, and then we get the lovely bit where, like, the dossier explodes. I love that. This message will self-destruct. 
And every single friggin' time, he crumbles it up and throws it back at the chief. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> and the chief's like, why do I deal with him? I know, right? This man needs, like, some hazard pay or something. But yeah, so we do... So yes, we believe that uh, the organization MAD is behind this. Of course. So he tells Penny to go home. And he heads off on his mission. But does Penny stay home? No. Of course not. Well, first she sends Brain to follow him. They like to meddle. Of course. And, and I'm glad he, they do, by the way. And he also needs, like, constant supervision. Because even he though he's, does. like, this... Even though he's, like... How do I want to say this? He's, like, the stupid version of RoboCop. Pretty much. Which, I have I have questions. Yeah, as, some... as we move along, I have some questions. Like... How was the gadget created? Not even that. It's just his being in general. Right. No, yeah, no. As we'll see, this man is so aloof. Like, he should be dead. Like. Oh, there are so many times he should have died. Bro. You know, like, all those ra- those stories of, like, random ways people die? Yeah. This man should have been, like, killed by, like, half of those. Yeah, he should have died a thousand times over with the... Um, yes. Just, yes, like that so show... Man. Yes, like that show, A Thousand Ways to Die. Pretty much. He could have easily been killed by, like, 500 of them himself. <laughs> and I don't know how He's Brain dead. didn't die from the other 500... Poor trying, brain, dude. Trying to, like, stop Gadget from getting killed himself. I know. Like, poor dude. Uh, so, after Gadget leaves, a a truck pulls up. And it's mad agents. And, oh, they just happen to have water. That they are selling for ridiculous amounts of cash, bruh. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like it fifty bucks a glass? Yeah, five hundred a, a glass. Bottle. Yeah, bro, that is a massive markup. You know what's messed up? Like as I watch that scene, I'm like, huh, this is pretty much what happens during our hurricanes. Like they price right? gouge the fuck out of the water, dude. I'm like, this is reality. <laughs> Right, man. Yeah, welcome to Florida hurricane season. We're a pack of pretty much. Oh, you want some water? (coughs) Where a pack of garbage Dasani goes for like forty-seven dollars. Seriously, they price gouge people so bad. Oh man! Like when we all had to quarantine, and like every time a hurricane comes along, people get people go nuts, and like the water the water prices just jump. Yeah. Uh, so Gadget arrives at, at the city reservoir. 
And we see Brain shortly behind him dressed as an ice cream man (laughs) on a bike. Poor Brain, dude. Yeah. So we get Dr. Claw, and he summoned one of his agents, Boulder. Who bro the hell did Boulder's voice? I don't know. It is so bad. I don't know. Yeah, no. Someone just wasn't in just wasn't into it, man. This guy makes (laughs) Berserko look like a genius. Yeah. Without having to put on a fancy helmet. Oh, this guy was a nightmare. Yeah, but what was worse, though? Him? Or this dude literally had trolls. He had trolls, and he... Ugh. And these I don't know, trolls he just, spoke he in, like, this me. weird cadence, dude. Yeah, like, one would talk normally, the other one would, like, talk like Yoda. It's like they somehow managed to find a voice tick that was somehow it's like wheelie from the transformers and the crimson twins from cobra had a baby but it but then like the mom smoked crack while she was pregnant (laughs) damn (laughs) (laughs) like it was the worst of all worlds yeah, it was bad. So yeah, he tells Boulder to get Gadget. So they start trying to pelt him with rocks from a catapult. Yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty. It was like, oh, they weren't kidding about those falling rocks. Yeah. Like the rock hit the van and just made a transform into the car. Yes. I forgot. I forgot the van could transform, like into his police car. <laughs> I used to think the van was so cool. <laughs> it probably is, but its driver is still a moron. Oh uh, yes, he is, bruh. And somehow, <laughs> even though like he, he's literally just wearing like a hat and a polo shirt. How do you not recognize that's brain? Seriously. It's like, a dog in clothes. <clears throat> and as they're you getting be pelted, out here selling ice cream. Right, he's just like, oh, you shouldn't be out here selling ice cream. Like that that's what that's it. You're you're not even gonna like try to rescue this guy or be heroic or anything. Dude. You're just gonna scold it's- him for selling ice cream? In, like, the middle of, like, a rock storm. And then this asshat was like, see, I told you. Bruh. This guy's an ass. He is. <laughs> like, I like, like Inspector Gadget, but he's a, he's a freaking dick. He is, man. I'm like... And there's really this weird blurred line between, like, being, 
like accidentally a dick and being purposely a dick. And he's sort of like right on that blend line of both. Yeah. <laughs> there are times where you're like, is he just accidentally like this? Or is he on purpose like this? I don't know. I think it's a side effect of whatever the hell he's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask. So, Inspector Gadget, is he... By all rights, is he a cyborg? Is he, like, an an organic, like, android? Because he's got all these cybernetic parts. Right. Including his neck. But he was sweating. Right? Like, what is he, like, the, the T-800 or whatever the hell it was called? Hmm. Like, it has he's blood, gotta be like... it has freaking, it sweats. It's definitely gotta be somewhere on the cyborg android area of the spectrum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, kind of like Android 17 and 18. Like, they're enhanced humans. Like, they're enhanced with cybernetic, um... Right. I guess... A cybernetic interior. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's almost it, like, like... Still and stuff, apparently. <clears throat> right, it's almost like data. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not sure that's ever established what he is. Yeah, it's really not, because he... Basically, he has parts come out of every... His springs and his fucking ankles. Right. Most of these parts are like, it's like he's got very human features, looks like a human. It's meant to blend in with humans, but the but the gadgets are like clearly robotic. Yeah, it's like this man stretched his neck. And he has like a helicopter that pops out of his head, Seriously. out of his head. It looks like, okay, so where's the brain? Is there a brain in there? Maybe that's the problem. Is it like some kind of like cybernetic circuit chip? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it that, like, like circuitry? Malfunctions? Like what is going on? Dude. And this bastard was sweating in the heat. Right? And he, as far as I can tell, has emotions. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, we go back to the uh, to the area where Penny was, and bro, she got like a book laser, right? Like, what is up with that book, bro? It's that... got like a it's got like a number pad on the front with a screen. Yeah, it's like a computer, and it's got a laser. It's like, um, where where is this level of tabletry? Um, can I get a? <laughs> Can I get an iPad with a laser in it? Seriously. Is that like the iPad 22 that hasn't come out yet? So yeah, she literally just uses the book laser to cut a hole in the truck to dump the water like back into the, the city reservoir. Basically, it's like, oh, free water over here. What's going on? Oh, there's free water over there. Yeah, and somehow the and somehow the people that live in this town are stupider than Gadget. Yeah, I noticed that. How? Like these people are not very smart. And no. 
Like, literally, the only reason that, like, Dr. Claw and Mad haven't taken over at least this city is that somehow Gadget is so much of a bumbling idiot that he actually does the things he's supposed to do accidentally. Pretty much. And the sad part is, he's the adult. And yeah. Brain, and, um, oh, why am I brain farting? <laughs> What's her name? Penny. Yeah, Brain and Penny save his ass every single time. They're the ones that pretty much solve the case. Yo, so I didn't realize that Penny is voiced by Cree Summer. Oh, what has she done? Um, she's Susie on Rugrats. Uh, Foxy oh. Love and Drawn Together. I can hear it now. I'm like, whoa. Holy crap. Yo, now I didn't that you realize said it, it I can her. hear it. Yeah, no. And Brain is, of course, voiced by Mr. Frank Welker. Of course. Who does, like, every animal sound ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So, yeah, so she's dumped the water from that truck. So she decides that she needs to head up to the main reservoir and actually follow her uncle. Yeah. A bumbling idiot. So yeah, so now I have more questions. Like, who were Penny's parents? Did did they die? Like, is their death somehow the what caused Gadget to become Inspector Gadget? Dude, did he die trying to wanna, save them? That's what I want to. That's what I want to say. I want to look up the lore because Penny's smart, dude. Did she? create him like right is penny actually like is penny actually like 35 but like has like that child yo you remember that episode of uh batman the animated series with baby doll yeah i do does penny like have that disease well i didn't mean to that little bitch yeah yeah oh man what if Penny is actually like 35 years old and she actually created Gadget and she's just pretending to be, you know, his niece? Yeah. Or maybe she still actually is his niece, but there's like some kind of cover up. But she just has to pretend to be like 12. Dude, I really want to look into the lore of this. Bro. Like that. There are so many weird possibilities for this show. There really is. In lore. Didn't they do a couple movies? Yeah, there's a couple of live action. Oh, what's his name from, uh... I was like, what's his... like, what's his name from, like, Third Rock from the Sun? Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, I know him. who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. like, Bronson Pichel, was that it? No. That, that might... No, uh... Damn. Can't, I can't believe I can't remember. But yeah, like the really, the really strange one from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, I mean, I know they were all strange, but his character was the strangest of them. <laughs> it's a good show. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. 
Dude, that is a good question, though. I really got to look that up. Um, so, yeah, so we go back to the main reservoir, and once again, Inspector Gadget is a complete idiot. He doesn't even notice that basically, like, the part, they're basically driving the catapult at him now. Basically. And seriously almost take his head off. And somehow he just avoids it by accident. Well, he can't hear the thing with his enhanced whatever the hell he has. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's he's like, well, I need more answers now. Time to hit upstream. Oh, man. And somehow, like, right after he leaves is when Penny catches up. Oh, yeah. And, of course, he's not there. But she's starting to put it together that the water is basically being um, redirected and diverted to an underground facility. Yep. Didn't take her long at all. No. And she's already figuring this out when Gadget's like, well, nope, nope, there's no clues here. (laughs) Fucking idiot. And there are hundreds of clues, and it's clearly visible that this oh, is where yeah. the issues are taking place. But of course, through his monitoring systems, Dr. Claw learns it learns of Penny's presence. So he sends the the little the trolls after her. Oh, these trolls. Yeah, no, seriously, I'd rather listen to Wheelie talk for twenty two hours straight. <laughs> Yeah, they just, their dynamic was just so annoying. It was, dude. It's like. It was just bad. <laughs> how do you get, like, the most annoying character traits from Wheelie and the Crimson Twins? And just. And then you're like, perfect. And they're just. All right, we're just going to mix those together. All right, now it needs some kind of glue to hold it together. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that meme where the, where the little dog is sipping on the juice box and it says dumb fuck juice <laughs> yes. they're like yeah we're gonna yeah we're gonna use I, dumb dude gonna, i saw that I, that's saved on my phone like yeah we're gonna use dumb fuck juice as the as the glue that holds us all together this is perfect <laughs> and so yeah penny gets away from them literally just by jumping into the water oh yeah and gets, and she gets pulled into the swirling vortex of water. Of course. It's like, is she gonna live? Is she gonna Dun- die? <laughs> Those are some very good questions. And guess, and guess when we'll figure them out, Phil? When we come back. That's right. We'll be back in just a moment, <laughs> folks. We'll be back after these messages. When you have a chocolate dream And you want rich ice cream Then you can't resist A secret rendezvous Rumbles to scrumptious fun Tempting you day or night How can you resist a secret rendezvous New Rondo's ice cream chocolates from the makers of Dunbar The secret's two bites of smooth ice cream drenched in Dunbar chocolate Never felt quite like this Two bites of bliss you can't resist No one can resist a secret rendezvous Rondos, 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 Just another sizzling day in paradise, huh? 
Well, shiver your senses with a whole new thrill. The thrilling taste of Tropic Freezer, a deliciously new kind of drink, a frozen wine cocktail. Tropic Freezer's slushy, shivery, icy, in frosty flavors like tropical fruit and lemon lime. New Tropic Freezer. Just pop it from your freezer, then revel in paradise. The People's Court, weekdays at 5. Yesterday, my doctor told me my family could have a calcium deficiency. She said 7 out of 10 Americans don't get enough calcium. But thanks to this, I feel much better. It's new Citrus Hill plus calcium. How's it taste? Great! That's 100% pure orange juice plus calcium. And its CCM calcium delivery system is a better source of calcium. So it's even more readily absorbed than the calcium in milk. That's why New Citrus Hill Plus Calcium is the first product to be accepted by the American Medical Women's Association of 10,000 leading women physicians. And what's more important, it's been accepted by this family. New Citrus Hill Plus Calcium, also available in grapefruit. The better new source of calcium for... My family's health. Successfully clean. Fully clean. Don't leave the sticky film on you that won't rinse away. But zest rinses you fully clean. You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. Do I smell sausage? It was sausage. Now it's cold grease. Oh. Lucky you. Well, lucky I have Dawn. Dawn cuts the grease, breaks it up, takes it away. Beautiful. Dynamite. Uh, Your Highness. Mom, that's greasy water. Come on. Well, see any grease? No. Feel any grease? No. Right. And the next time you want sausage... I know. Get up before dawn. Ha. Huh. Dawn takes grease out of your way. All right. And we are back. So we Welcome. come back. From... Yeah. So we <laughs> come back and Penny's jumped into the vortex of water. She goes to wherever the water is being directed to. The trolls jump in and follow her. But of course, they can't find her. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Is it because they're stupid and blind and somehow literally can't see her like five feet away? Oh, signs pointy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we go back up to the uh, outside area of the surface. Gadget is taking the road, but the Gadget Mobile is overheating because, you know, it's no hot. water. Now there's no water in the in the gadget mobile. Oh man. And <laughs> this fucking scene. Bro. So a stranger comes to offer some help. And it's clearly Boulder. Yeah. It's, it's clearly the guy he fought five minutes ago. Yep. And the dude is taunting him. Like he's drinking from a water bottle. Yeah, he's got, like, this canteen of water. He's like, hey, what's going on? You need some water? He's like, yeah, oh, your vehicle's overheating. Let me drink this entire canteen of water. And he fucking chugs it. He's like, oh, oh, I could have offered you some water, but I drank it all. <laughs> like, he is purposely being a dick. Like, it's where'd like, you get it? It's like, you know what? Gadget's kind of a dick, so he kind of deserves it. Yeah, he does. Oh, man. Oh, wasn't he a dick to Brain after Brain saved him? 
<laughs> right? Yeah, he was like, oh, you shouldn't drive. You should stick to selling ice cream. It's like, you son of a bitch. I just saved your life. And Brain, who is a dog, is disguised as a coyote. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Boulder offers some help. And he straight up pushes Gadget, like, off the cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me help you get down there. Just shove. And he doesn't go that far. Like, Gadget lands on, like, a ledge that's, like... Directly below where he yeah. shoved him. Oh. And so... And then somehow... They both end up falling down the cliff. Oh, God. Didn't he tell him to help? He's like, hey, I need you to help me a little more. Could you lower me down with a rope? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. That's right. So Brain sneaks up and actually ties the rope to Boulder. That's right. And then once it gets to a certain point and there's no slack left... Gadget's weight brings them both down. Yep. So they both, like, fall to, like, the bottom of the cliff and they're knocked out. (laughs) They both fucking, yeah. And then Brain leaps after them. And he gets passed out. Like, this is dumb. I feel so bad for Brain, man. Dude. I mean, we all know about cats and their nine lives. Brain somehow goes through, like, 47 lives. Yeah, that he definitely does. I don't know how, but... He should be dead multiple times over (laughs) trying to help Gadget. He really should be. Because that poor guy gets, like, he... He gets effed up on on a few occasions. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, Claw is seeing this is a great time to get rid of his uh, nemesis. So he has some of the water re-diverted back into the reservoir. Mm-hmm. Just to wash our heroes away. And Boulder. Too. I love that voice, by the way. I swear, every kid used to try to do that voice. <laughs> as you, as you command, Megatron. Right. I mean, it's basically just like the Soundwave voice without the digitizing. Basically. So yes, Doctor Claw lets out the water because you know, ah, eh, we don't need minions; they're expendable. Pretty much. And so, yeah, they all get washed away. And so Penny sees this process in action. She's working and trying to figure out how to do that. Uh, So, yeah. And, of course, this whole fiasco doesn't last long as as our heroes and our villain. They somehow find a spot where Gadget can, you know... Be like, go, go, Gadget Copter. <laughs> right. And he just flies them right back to the Gadget Mobile. I don't know how this happened. Because, you know, 
They should have been swept away and dead from the rushing water, but... Nah, that would be too easy. No, Gadget is so much of a bumbling idiot, he survives being drowned. Accidentally. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, yeah. so we cut back to Penny, and she's basically figured out how to work this system. And so she empties out the reservoir and puts it back into the city. Basically, she empties out Dr. Claw's reservoir and puts the water back into the Metro City reservoir. So, Claw's angry. He's probably, hit, he's hitting a desk. He's, he's, he's like me. After getting some stupid Karens. <laughs> some stupid Karens. Oh, boy. Well, probably punched his cat. I'm sure that cat's taking some abuse here and there. Right. Get that, that cat is seriously in an abusive relationship. Because, <laughs> like, every episode, like, like he, that cat is just still happy to go back to him. Right. Like, this is like a classic abusive relationship between Claw and the cat. That poor cat. That cat, like, just gets abused so bad. It's scared to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be alone. Oh, man. It's not good for me, but I can change him. So, yeah. They get back up there. They... So, yeah, Gadget rescues them and manages to scoop up some water in the process so yeah so now he's just able to fill up the radiator in the van and get moving along again so he's like alright hey thanks for helping me out man can I drop you off somewhere he's like sure let's go to balancing rock <laughs> Oh, boy. So, things are starting to get a little interesting here, so, because, uh, Dr. Claw is a little mad, and he's, he leaves, and he gets into his jet plane. Bro. Like, Dr. Claw's yeah. jet, it kind of looks like one of those big jets that Cobra has. Like, one of those you like, know what? big aircraft carrier jets they kind of have. I was saying when I was watching it that it reminds me of something. That that had to be it. Yes. So he's basically kind of in one of those moods of, well, if I'm not going to have the water, no one is. Oh, yeah. Classic villainy. So he's straight up going to blow up the reservoir. <laughs> he was pissed. Bro. So... Boulder and Gadget get to uh, Balancing Rock, which is literally just this giant rock on top of a smaller rock on the edge of a cliff. Good old Balancing Rock. And you're going to tell me this rock hasn't just fallen off by like, like a stiff breeze? Like nobody's bumping into this shit? Or... Right? Like been hiking and was like, whoop. And this is just like a ridiculous back and forth, like boulders, like trying to kill Gadget. Gadget's like just being aloof and just accidentally dodging things. Brain is like actively 
He's dressed as a buzzard, and he's actively trying to keep Gadget from getting killed. And so they all are just kind of in this weird balancing act. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And then and then Dr. Claw arrives. And he does it. He blows up the bridge. And Penny is just sitting there watching. Dr. Claw was not messing around, dude. Yo. And Penny's just he got to literally a point just standing angry. there. He was like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Yes. And he's and Penny's just like, well, I guess I just have to watch all this water crash into the city and everyone die. Mm-hmm. Well, so we go back to the balancing rock. And somehow through this whole thing, they finally knock the rock over. Like, oh, gee, who saw that one coming? Because, like, they're both standing <laughs> on, like, Gadget's standing on one end of it, Boulder's on the other, and Gadget just, like, activates his helicopter. So the, t- so they, so the counterbalance of weight is enough for the balancing rock to fall over. And so it, it lands, it breaks up, and it fills the valley. And, oh, there's just enough of this rock that it basically creates a natural dam. Yep. Seriously, now that I'm remembering this show, I think this is, like, how every episode of this show ends. Somehow this this city gets saved just by sheer dumb luck. Pretty much. He, like, he stumbles and literally stumbles into the solution. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no... So, like, right as this happens, Chief Quimby and his police force show up. They arrest all the mad agents. And Quimby, who literally had a small explosive thrown at him earlier in this episode, is like, good job, Gadget. I love how he says, (laughs) I love how he says what everyone is thinking right now. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Yeah. It's so funny because you know that that's, that's has to be one of the most. He's like, I don't know how you did it, but that might have might, might be one of the most meta lines I've ever heard in, in the TV shows. Like, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. You just summarized this entire series. <laughs> yeah. It's like actually, I no. don't know how. It's like no. But good job. Yeah, we know how he did it. Gadget wasn't the one that did it. It was Penny. It was good old Penny saves the day again. It's like Penny and Brain. (laughs) Uh, Brain had to do all the suffering, poor guy. Yeah. Bro, Brain is like Kenny from South Park without actually dying. This is true. Like He literally should have died. Like He should have died in like every episode of the series. Yeah, so the day is saved, and Claw flies away in his plane, and we get the, I'll get you next time, Gadget! Next time. (laughs) Every single time. I know he has got to be one of the most frustrated villains on the planet. Bro. It's like, how does this dumbass keep foiling my plans? Right? 
I mean, it's not like, you know, Megatron, where Optimus Prime clearly beats him. Or, you know, Cobra, where G.I. <laughs> Joe clearly has a counter move to their yeah, plan. Right. Like they have contingencies that they carry out and very strategically beat the villain. No, not Inspector no. Gadget. No, Inspector Gadget is an absolute moron who defeats his villain just by sheer dumb luck. Oof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so after this, we get to the to the gadget home, and he's getting him. He's looking to get himself a glass of water, and poof! Oh, dry pipes again. It's like he's literally under the sink. Like his gadget arms are like twisted in knots. And Penny walks. He's like, "Oh, oh yes. hey, yeah, the pipes were actually kind of leaky, so I turned them off." He's like, oh, oh, uh, actually, that was a uh, good thinking. <laughs> you would think he would check that first. Right? I mean, I guess that's not Ugh. maybe the first thing anyone thinks of if the water's not coming out of their pipes is to think, oh, are the pipes shut off? Or, you know, yeah. maybe Penny could have left a note and said, hey, leaky pipes turn, you know, turned turned off the pipes or something could have you know could put a note up on the counter but nah nah maybe she did it on purpose <laughs> right so yeah that's Fuck how our episode ends uh, so actually yeah, there were a couple things in the credits that I noticed um one was uh voice director Wally Burr who does a lot of voice directing. He actually did a lot of the work on a uh, GI Joe and transformers. I know transformers, especially he, he, so he mm. was a very prolific voice director, but one of the main th things I really noticed was in the music for the series music by Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. Oh, are you familiar with those names, Phil? I am trying to think of it, but I would feel better if you enlightened me. These are the two gentlemen that are responsible for adapting Super Sentai into Power Rangers. What? Yeah, Power the the uh, Power Rangers was originally done at Saban Studios. Oh snap! So yeah, Saban. I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't putting two and two together, but yeah. Yes. Damn. So yeah, this is one of uh Haim Sab and this was a, kind of the work that Haim Saban was doing earlier in his career before kind of you know having the stroke of genius that was Power Rangers. But yeah, oh, no, ha yeah, Saban and Levy, they're they were business partners for a long time and yeah, a lot and kind of before Power Rangers and some of those other shows that they produced. They did a lot of music for different shows. Actually, I think I might have seen their names in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I'll have oh, to go really? back and check, but I think I saw their names connected with that at one point, too. Oh, snap. Yeah, no, they've done a lot of work. But, you know, I saw that in the credits. I'm like, oh, okay. But that kind of fits their MO of bringing shows over and kind of adapting them. Because I believe yeah, Inspector Gadget started as a French cartoon. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I'd have to double check, but I believe the original... It was kind of one of those things, it's sort of... The original series was actually a French cartoon that got ported over. You know, like how we import the, the Japanese anime over. Oh, snap. But yeah, no. You know, those two guys were... Had a lot of hands-on work in uh, adapting international fare. That's pretty awesome. Damn. Yeah, no, that's so cool to like go through like the credits or something and be like, "Hey, I recognize those names." <laughs> right. That yeah. is pretty freaking cool. And if I remember correctly, a lot of their stuff in the '80s when they were getting started was music credits. Damn. They. they either some kind of a producer credit or a musical credit. And yeah, but yeah, Haim Saban and Shuki Levy, they they are the men responsible for Power Rangers. That's pretty cool. Which there's so much of an it, of, in and of itself, like, because they actually tried to pitch Power Rangers a couple years prior with a different Sentai series being adapted. Um... I want to say about three or four years before Power Rangers, they they had to tried to adapt a different one, and then they came back a few late few years later with Koryo uh, uh, Sentai Zhu Ranger, which is what got adapted into season one of Power Rangers. Oh, all dude. right. Oh, dude, that's huh. insane! Like trying to look up like Seriously. that kind of stuff, and like so many different shows that got imported and americanized i know that is pretty awesome it's like that and like seeing how long these voice actors have been in the game man Uh uh-huh because there's because like inspector gadget and there's more obvious ones like robotech and voltron that are these you know international cartoons that are imported given american voice actors Maybe change the story, change the story and the dialogue to be a little more Americanized. Mm-hmm. But you know, that'd be interesting to find out ones that came from other countries. Because I mean, Japan is obviously the biggest one for kind of for doing the import. But I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that comes from other countries. It's just gotta mm-hmm. look it up, and that'd be interesting to see what kind of other stuff. There's probably some hidden gems we don't even realize. I know, seriously. It's worth looking into. Oh, yeah, dude, absolutely, man. Oh, Inspector Gadget, though. This show. This episode. <laughs> right. Bruh. Oh, God, you just, you're reminded of what a, like, a dummy he is. Right. It's like, Sheesh. no, how, how is he still alive? I'm saying, though, right? Like, damn, bro. Yeah. Inspector Gadget. The one mystery he can't solve. The case of how he stays alive every episode. And by all rights, he he should have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. But they keep saving his ass. Like, Penny should be, like, the actual detective in this show. (laughs) She really should. Oh... So, I just remembered a thing that happened. Oh, I don't. 
I don't know if you remember this show, but in like mid nineties, there was a show, um, Gadget Boy and Heather. Gadget Boy and Heather. Hmm. It's like this weird reimagining where like Gadget is a child. Really? Yeah, no, it's comp- it's so dumb. I was gonna say he has cybernetic parts. Yes, he's literally Inspector Gadget, you know, but he's just a child. Like oh boy! You know, that it's just... it's literally the it's basically the same concept as a a pup named Scooby Doo, where they're just all kids. Basically. Okay. That's Fred and the bully. (laughs) Red herring. Yeah, dude. It was red herring. I know it was. I didn't even understand the joke until like I was almost an adult and learned what a red herring was. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Bruh. That is funny. Yo, little Freddy was like on a witch hunt, dude. He seriously was. It, literally every episode, it's like it was red herring. I bet it was red herring. Red herring. No. You want a little homie dead, man? Right. <laughs> dead. Bro, I think that might be the one concept I'm okay with them leaving in the '90s. This weird everyone is a kid thing, like. Yeah, uh, it's a pup, uh, pup named Scooby Doo. Uh, there was there was Baby Looney Tunes. Oh, Baby Looney Tunes was not good. No, no, it, it wasn't. was not, dude. I remember that. It was not good. It was awful. Dear God, it's like it's like somehow everyone in the nineties. It's like right as Muppet Babies kind of started to wane down its run. Yeah, and I was, was going like, to say, like, with, with Muppet <clears throat> Babies, that was the perfect formula. It was great. And it but was an original it the idea right at the time. Oh, Serious. Oh, there was Tom and Jerry Kids, which was absolute garbage. Oh, God, I remember that. Oh, oh no. No, no, no. No, oh, no, the one that was the absolute worst garbage ever. Flintstones kids. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about Flintstones kids. Because, oh, oh, thank you. It was like they're in kindergarten, but they still have the same weird dynamics. But it's like, and it's like Fred and Wilma are still basically a thing. But it's like, no. Yeah, it, it, it was it, not good. It's just doing this weird force concept where they're all in kindergarten when they realistically never probably didn't meet until that time. <coughs> good God. It was, just, it, was yeah, it, it was not good stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to call that shit, but it wasn't good. Hot garbage. Whew. Yeah. That's, I'm kind of glad that concept stayed in the 90s. <laughs> right. It's like, no, if you want to have like a, a a show, a kid show about a group of kids, just create a group of kids for your damn show. 
basically, and keep them that way. Like Rugrats, for crying out loud. Right. There's a reason that works. Or at least with Rugrats, they went into the future, but it was still a logical progression of the characters. They didn't start as teenagers and go to babies. Pretty much. At least a logical time progression makes more sense. Yeah. Or do what freaking Looney Tunes did. Just come out with Tiny Tunes and make new characters. Right. Oh, that was a brilliant time. That was was brilliant. Yeah, no. The 90s were just this weird time for children's cartoons and horrible concepts. Yeah, there's a lot of bandwagoning going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, that... Thank you for keeping the insert name of franchise kids concept in the 90s. (laughs) Basically. That can just stay there and die. Oh, man, but uh, I think I'll do it for this episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out on all the social media platforms. Subscribe on all of the major podcast providers. Leave us that thumbs up, that heart react, a a five-star review. Leave us some comments, and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. All right, we love you beautiful bastards. Keep coming back.